Welcome to Headliners, the podcast. This is the paper review that won't put you to sleep. You can catch us live every night from 11 on GB News with a panel of top-notch comedians going through the biggest stories hitting the next day's papers. But don't worry, if you miss it, you can catch up here after every show. So let's do it. Welcome to Headliners. Good evening. Welcome to this special summertime edition of Headliners. I'm Simon Evans. Very shortly, my comedy cohort and I will be going through tomorrow morning's newspapers to see what they have in store for us. Hello and welcome again to Headliners. I'm Simon Evans. Leo Curse has obviously kindly lent me one of his shirts for the evening. Eagle-eyed viewers will have spotted that. Joining me tonight are the two surviving members of the band Hearsay, Josh Howie and Dana Alexander. Dana, you probably don't remember Hearsay, do you? I don't, I don't know, know who you're talking about. They were the very first creation of the sort of pop idol yeah, mode, weren't they? Yeah, They were great. Yeah. They only really had one hit, but it was a good one. When was this? How long ago was this? It was about 1904. No, I can't... Yeah, when was it? <laughs> 19, 18 years ago. I remember okay, when we yeah. actually watched the final at my wife's uh, like party and we just yeah. stopped and everybody just watched it. It was like that. Was it, it, pop Idol was the big one. That became the big... X yeah. Factor was quite big. What was this one called? This, this was cool. This was... I think this was Pop pop, pop Band, the Pop, yeah. pop, pop Something. Pop yeah. band. It was pop the first something. one. Pop Something. Yeah, yeah, Pop Band. Anyway, it was great. It was great. Oh, yeah. It was, it was great. trying to get my head around Eurovision. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> These things move on. I'm trying to get my head around the fact that we nearly won Eurovision. In fact, if it hadn't been for a sympathy vote for the, you know, sadly, war-torn Ukraine, we would have been... We would have actually won this. Yeah, we what would have deserved that. I just love that. I didn't get beyond headliners <laughs> quickly enough after that to discuss it. I, feel I want to clear the agenda now, but we're not allowed to. OK, we have some uh, newspaper uh, front pages to share with you. We start with the Daily Mail this evening. Now, brace for pain of the big crunch. That is the Daily Mail's way of uh, communicating the Bank of England's warnings that there's going to be terrible inflation, rate rises and... The government can't help everyone. The Daily Telegraph have the same story. Inflation to hit 11%, says Bank of England. A couple of beautifully dressed ladies are off to see Ascot, nevertheless, hoping to compensate, possibly with a nice win. And our exam boards are a disgrace, says Judith Woods. The Independent have outcry as Johnson plans to axe ethics advisor role. They've deliberately phrased that to make me trip it up, but I got over it. Um, that's uh, European leaders showing support in Kiev is the picture, with uh, Zelensky, as always, dressed casually among the suits. Uh, we have The Guardian, who have Johnson may scrap role of ethics advisor altogether after Geit's resignation. To be honest, if they keep resigning at this rate, there's not much point in having it. And there's a photograph there of Don Phillips, the journalist who died trying to warn the world about the war on nature. Very sad story. Uh, The Daily Mirror has Maxwell let me out in two years, says deluded socialite, and uh, and some uh, Royal Ascot tips from them as well. The Daily Express shock as food prices soar 15%. 15%, they're going four above the 11% that we've seen elsewhere. There is obviously something of an inflation war going on between the headlines. Also, Kate's mission to keep kids safe. Of all the people in Great Britain, she probably has the most funds dedicated to that purpose. The Metro 
has uh, 11%. Hell mm. is on the way. And a photograph of Beyonce back in British Vogue counter uh, indicating the uh, the financial restraints being put on us by wearing an enormous gold collar. Finally, the Daily Star, six pints of water and a packet of crisps, please. Weather boffins don't drink too much booze on hottest day of the year. Too late now. OK, those are the front pages. Let's have a look at what's inside. So we begin the show with the Telegraph's top story. This is inflation. Josh seems to be dominating the headlines generally. Well, this is something that's going to affect all of us. Mm-hmm. And um, the Bank of England met today and they are increasing the interest rates to meet this 11% mm-hmm. uh, increase in inflation by 0.25%. Yeah. That's the fifth uh, increase in a row. Yeah. But that isn't as much or as aggressive as in America where they've gone for 075 America's uh, has, and, and actually the rest of Europe. From the same base? Roughly? From around the same base. but So they want to get on top of it and be aggressive now. Yeah. I think England's being a little bit more uh, cautious, the Bank of England, although three of the nine people wanted to push it up to 05 Right. So I it's think gone up just... since, I mean, I can't remember when it started, it was uh, about nine months ago, but it's gone up from 0.5% it was on for a long time, wasn't it? Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's more than doubled now. It's, in fact, it's trebled mm. in quite a short period of time. Yeah. I mean, they're having a meeting every month. Well, this is it, because it is changeable, but it yeah. all seems to be moving in the wrong direction, and it seems like it's going to stay in that wrong direction. They're saying for maybe about another, yeah. uh, at least for another year and a half or so, uh, until they can get this inflation under control. I don't know control. if you remember this, Dana, but shortly after the uh, the big crash 2008, Eight. we had uh, Mervyn King, I think, was the Bank of England mm-hmm. governor then. And, and it he went said, right down. He said famously that the NICE decade was over. NICE was an acronym. It technically meant something to do with uh, low inflation. You have plenty of growth, but no inflation. It was a a sort of perfect harmony of, of the forces and we, we should get used to it. In reality, it didn't happen. I mean, it was this, you know, we haven't had a, a, a free-for-all economically, but we haven't seen inflation like this. I don't feel like we've seen it since. And, and, it's been, and it was so steady. Okay, yeah, there was a bit of a burst, wasn't there, under yeah. Lamont? Well, the, the, I think the biggest one that I can see on, the, on this graph was, I guess, it was 1979 with Thatcher when uh, interest rates were 17%. And I'm not going to pretend yeah. like I know a ton about interest rates. I mean, like, I'm, I just keep thinking, I don't even that have a mortgage. Terrifying. Give me a break. But I guess the the whole point of it is trying to cool. As it's when um, sub- demand is out. Sub- there's too much demand and not enough supply. So I guess what it ends up doing is they want to uh, curb borrowing. As I yeah, understand, yeah. you right? make you make, it, you make it, money more expensive, saving. and uh, you know you limit the money supply, and there's not so much sloshing around. The trouble is they've been printing money for for like a couple of decades now. You know, quantitative easing mm. here and in the states. Absolutely inflating asset prices. Loads of people who actually own appreciable assets like stocks and shares and houses. It's huge. Getting, the inflation has gone in there. That hasn't appeared in the uh, inflation index, the numbers you see. So you, they say, oh, inflation's at about 1.3%, ignoring the fact that houses are going up, ignoring the fact that the stock market is surging, and ignoring the fact that are wealthy you, people are actually benefiting from that. You know? are you, I, see, I can't say that I'm terribly surprised by any of this, maybe because I'm a little bit of a doomsday tor- sort of person, but after 2016, I was just like, don't spend anything, girl. It's yeah. all going downhill. And I, stu- and I stuck to it. Because, Put it in Bitcoin. But I'm, 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 <laughs> you know what? I'm, well, didn't that just tank? But I mean, I'm just... 
just, I'm actually surprised that it took six years to happen. It felt like we ran off the cliff a long time ago, didn't we? Uh, Bugs Bunny style. On to Friday's Telegraph and the rather unpleasant underbelly of UK gymnastics, Dana. Oh, what a horrible story. Just another one, right? This is another... Uh, so GB's and relentless pursuit of Olympic medals has exposed gymnasts to terror, intimidation and sexual abuse. So uh, a 306-page, $3 million or $3 million pound inquiry and white QC outlines in harrowing detail how gymnasts as young as seven were subjected to terror, intimidation, and in some cases, sexual abuse. Now, can we just... It says GBs there. Is that, are they talking about Team GB as in the, 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 the organisation put together in yeah. order to win the Olympic the, medals? Yeah, yeah. yeah. The so, but it, must be, it must be like a, a culture that is spread out. Like, that, yes, they would already a, it's be... About, it's across about 100 clubs. Yeah, right. Saying, but including some of the leading coaches. Yeah. Uh, so it's not good. And then, and then it raises this sort of, sort of cash for medals accusation. Yes. How much yeah. would they win for a medal? Well, it's more... No, it's just that they're spending... I mean, it would change their lives to win a medal. Well, they, a friend of mine, of course, but they're spending that money because they were so desperate, certainly with it, when we hosted the Olympics, to, to win those medals. And yeah, they put all that... Money, wasn't it? Yeah, absolutely. And they put a lot of funding into it and there was a lot of pressure. People always thought that was the thing. They always went like, oh, lottery has created lots of money. We mm. just put that in one end and world-beating athletes come out the other end and you don't actually sort of sort invest in what's in it. the middle, you know. Yeah. Well, but, of course, the trouble with gymnastics, all the others, I mean, like, they're grown people, they're grown men and women, mm. they can decide for themselves whether they Want to but children, it, you know, yeah. But with there was, gymnastics, it's always there was children. there was a report of a child. I think as young as I think it was about seven or eight that they kept kept on a balance beam yeah. for two hours straight. Wow! You know there are the reports of girls being stretched so far at you know to the, to get that flexibility yeah, and yeah. forcing it. I mean, we're talking about kids' bodies, right? We see what happens with any athlete, you know, of any age. But to do this at such a young age, I'm actually really surprised that they don't have somebody monitoring the safety of children like they do on. On set, right? There's always someone on set making sure that these kids are, they got their lunch, they're, you know, they're eating, they're doing everything that they need to do. And I'm a bit surprised that that's they not probably, happening. In they sport. probably have found workarounds, you know, they probably yeah. go, oh, okay, we'll do it here, but wait, you come back after dark. That's yeah, yeah. we'll right. bend you into shape. Because if you want to beat the best, if you want to beat the Chinese, you want to beat the Russians, mm. you want to beat, as it traditionally used to be, the East Would that even, yeah. would well, that I, even be abuse in China? Well, that's well, the well, I, say, I don't see Russia making one of these reports. <laughs> <laughs> Gymnastics, very like smoking, you've got to get them young. We go to Friday's Guardian and Boris Johnson's ethics advisor has given some helpful feedback to his former boss, Josh. Yeah, so he retired, um, retired yesterday, sorry. He resigned yesterday and uh, now Logate is, is, has finally come up. The letter has been published. It was sort of, I wouldn't say it's hidden for, the, for 12 hours, but it was sort of kept under wraps. It's come out and interestingly, it's got nothing to do with Partygate. Mm. It's all about this, um, some steel tariffs, whatever. But some people are saying that it's really about a whole bunch of stuff. Of and this was the final nail in the coffin. There was just like... It, it seems like a certain culture, but you're exactly. right. It's not yeah. part of exactly. Well, he it's said... That he's, he said... Yeah. A friend of Stockman said that he's sick of being lied to and also he's frustrated at his portrayal of being a patsy, which oh. is essentially what he has been for the last year or so. Right. So um, I think he's just... He's had enough and that's it. He's, he's yep. bailed out. But it is, it's quite a complex story, isn't it? And I mm. won't expect you to try and explain it because it's quite dull as well. But it's, 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 it was quite surprising when I read into it. Nothing I'd heard about at all before. No, I hadn't heard about any of this stuff. The steel yeah. tariff, basically they wanted, uh, Boris Johnson saw if they were able to break World Trade Organization rules. Yeah. Uh, and the fact that he was asking him to himself 
like break the ministerial code and how we can yeah. get around that, that for him was, this, like I say, this it, final straw. It reminds me of that, uh, the guy from China who got out of Enron before all of them got arrested and started killing themselves, right? right? Like, it's like the train is heading for the wall and he's yeah. like, let me just get off and see if I can get Somebody another said, job. It's always <laughs> the moment in the Scorsese film when uh, Layla starts playing, the uh, the piano section yeah. from Layla and, and, and people start stacking uh, holders full of cash into the into the estate car. Oh, hell yeah. Out, you know. But it's like, he's, what is he going to stop? No one has stopped him. He's going to keep it going. And doesn't he want to ax the job now? Ethics. Who needs ethics? Yeah. Off yeah. with his head. Well, we were like... discussing this last night, at the risk of repeating myself. It does sound like quite a new job. It does... Is it something that's been created specifically to deal with Johnson? I don't remember Tony Blair being subject to an ethics. Maybe he needs to hire, like, five or six ethics people. He just needs a governess or something. Just, yeah, just needs, a like, cute... a Mary Poppins. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Put that back. Stop that. The Norton, what's that? The nanny. The nanny. Friday's Daily Mail next, and this is more on the HRT crisis. I say more. This is the first I've been aware of it being a mm. crisis, but... Uh, yeah. So hormonal replacement therapy, yeah. yeah. So me- menopause shouldn't be medicalized into something that always needs treatment, and most women do not want HRT unless the symptoms are severe, experts say. Experts. But we also have to look at uh, the shortage of this medicine, yeah. right? So all of a sudden, this is the way that they want to deal with it. But when I did look into the story, you could compare menopause in a way. Hormonal changes also happen throughout puberty, Nobody's no. trying to block that. I mean, it's the one... It, it's, it's interesting that they're treating it as a medical issue when it's something that's inevitable. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to be able to avoid menopause. That's just a no. part of life. And same with most women, you know what I mean? I know quite a few women, women of my age, who, who have had it or been through it and have used it. And it, I think, to a large extent, it depends, to be brutally honest, whether you want to continue living at the same pace or whether you need to. If you need to be like if you're a, a, a mother still and mm-hmm. you want to try and have a career... Menopause can disrupt your ability to function, oh, you know, I at mean, the highest levels. And and if you can find a way of smoothing over that, I, I wouldn't. Yeah. I, I thought I had. Men- I thought I was having hot flashes today. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, I'm only forty. What's going on? Look, I, I, I know menopausal women as well, yeah. or perimenopausal. It's a massive shift. It, yeah. It's not just about maintaining. It's just like even to keep at some basic. You know, you get brain fog. You yeah. get the the sweats at night. You can't sleep properly. Uh, it changes your whole body chemistry, mm-hmm. so it is a, it's a massive shift. So it's, I, I, I'm not a woman, I can't, but the fact that they're sort of coming out and saying, oh, you know, most women don't want HNT unless the symptoms. Those symptoms can get bad quickly and has a very big okay. impact on your only, quality of life. And it can impact your family as well, yeah. because uh, nobody, it's hard to explain to the kids, why is mummy suddenly so angry or whatever, yeah, yeah. you know? And, it's, and well, HRT why is mummy has... Balding? Yeah. <laughs> HRT has, in part, has been amazing. I agree. Uh, yeah, uh, I, I mean, there have been, you know, there's been issues with it that, and it's, I'm still. But they're saying they're less and less than they actually. Yeah. Well, well, it yeah. does remind me a little bit. This was a crisis a couple of months ago, wasn't it? Well, it's, it's again an ongoing thing. Mm. Almost a cult of of natural birth, which which led to a lot of women experiencing extremely painful births. You know, because they and were dangerous. they were made to feel they yeah. were immoral. Yeah, of course. Demand, and yeah. putting yeah. the kid at risk. And, too. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. The yeah. Well, this what this is sort of saying is like, it's oh, just exercise and no, whatever. No. No. It's a, a thing that every are going to get to some degree. Menopause, we have a drug. Gas yeah, and air. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> we have a drug that is going to really help you. Yeah. That's why there's a shortage. And they were, and they were also it. trying to convince them that if you worry about it, it's going to get worse. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, that's, it's, yeah, yeah. I thought this report ridiculous. Not on. Friday's Guardian, more on the cost of living crisis. This time it is specifically food costs we're looking at, Josh. Yeah, so UK food prices could rise 15% over the summer, and that's on top of rise. I, 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 yeah, I mean, you, you're, you're big into your cooking. Mm. I do all the family shopping. The, the jump has been noticeable 
over the last years. And what they're saying is the impact of that is that poorer families are going to start missing meals. Yeah. And even people who are wealthier... We're going to have to gonna... Asda. <laughs> yeah, no, that's terrible, <laughs> terrible stuff. No, but are going to now have to start um, watching and planning their meals and stuff like that. Yeah. I mean, that's not as... But the point is, everybody is being affected to some degree because yeah, the yeah. base staple stuff, anything certainly to do with wheat is yeah. the issues here because, of course, what's happening in Ukraine and Russia are withholding... Sunflower oil. Yeah, and sunflower But that, because wheat affects... Also, uh, pigs, chicken, meat, yep. all that stuff that gets fed. Livestock. Yes, yeah, livestock. That's so, the thing. You, think, you might think you've gone keto and you've given up bread, uh, mm. but, it, but your pigs and your cows that you eat... No, we should, we should spin yeah, it like the, the HRT story. No, you need to eat less. Yeah. Just about 15% less. Well, there is, I suppose, there is potentially that argument, but this is rarely what happens, isn't it? When, I mean, if you were to, I mean, I'm, I'm only setting this up to knock it down, but if you were to say, well, haven't we got an obesity crisis in this country? Maybe it's a good thing that food goes up. But the trouble is, when food gets expensive, that's when people start eating the wrong kind of food. That's mm. when they eating eat the, the worst rich. kind. Yeah. Even, you know, everyone just, like, gets depressed <laughs> and they just start eating Christmas That's true. Stuff, it's, you know. it's, it's interesting because it, that's... I used to say, notice that in Canada, a lot of the homeless people were obese because the things that they could grab were like mm. 99 cent meals off of yeah, the yeah. McDonald's. But you guys are very lucky, I'm going to say, in the UK because our food prices are already insane. I'm talking like $3 for a head of broccoli. I know I've said this well, before on the program. Yeah. But, you know, when I, I'm, I, I still look at them like, I bought, I was ecstatic to buy yeah, um, just a thing of vinegar, know, 29 pence. I was like, sorry, what? What is this? What, what was it, 29 pence? Uh, a bottle of vinegar. Why? You thought I said something else? (laughs) I just want it's called a brain of broccoli in this country. Just so you know, we call it a brain of broccoli. Broccoli or cauliflower is sold in brains. Um, no. (laughs) (laughs) Speaking of the cost of living, last story before the break. Michael Gove has some words of comfort to those worrying about the bleak future they're facing, Dana. Well, Britain must accept that there will be pain to come and that the government cannot help Everyone vote Labour. Um, <laughs> are you surprised? I mean, I mean that's got to be... That's fundamentally true, isn't it? You can't rob every Peter to pay every Paul. It's a question of... Well, I think, we, I think what we really need to think about is the people who are most vulnerable, right? Like, I think the 15%, yes, of course, that's going to hit everyone, but, you know, yeah. we can afford it. I mean, for, for me, it's going to be, you know, we'll go to Asda and maybe yeah. not do so many Deliveroo's, you know? But for other people, it's going to be a serious do you, concern. Do you, do you do those a lot, Deliveroo? I oh, God. Deliveroo. Do you know what? Uber Eats... You know, remember when after the first lockdown when they actually gave you, like, they told you how much you ordered? Yeah. I almost Terrifying. fainted. Yeah. <laughs> the thing that I find weird about it is our kids really regard that as a treat now. And it's one of those Ooh. treats. I don't mind if, it, if it's a treat and I think, yeah, that is a treat. But they think it's a treat and, and financially it amounts to a treat and then it arrives and it's, like, tepid and the chips have gone cold. Agreed. It's, I mean, it's... It's just a bad system, isn't it? it? Is. I don't but think anything it to avoid cooking. I do all the cooking as but well. Even just wandering down to the local takeaway, I think it's oh. terrible. Absolutely despicable. That's it for part one. Coming up in the second part, the Pope offers some advice to the Tinder generation. That should be interesting. The rise and fall of Scottish eunuchs. Not rising very far, I would imagine. And a man pokes holes in walls and a very popular Victorian bridge. See you shortly. Join us for Ministry of Offence, the comedy panel show that's just like the news, and that the left fights the right, and it doesn't really seem to matter who wins. We cover the big stories. It was, in fact, a troop of baboons and not angry vegans. I like that. And the really important stories. Fat naked cow gets stuck in swimming pool. It's a headline in a lot of local newspapers. Yeah. <laughs> We're on the same team, Nick. Yeah, but I'm just helping you. Join us for Ministry of Offence, Saturday nights, 8 o'clock on GB News.
Welcome back to Headliners with me, Simon Evans, Josh Howey and Dana Alexander. So Friday's Telegraph now. The Pope has offered up some sage advice to the chlamydia-ridden youth of today, Josh. Yes, so uh, essentially don't have sex. Uh, that's, that's what they're saying. Uh, that doesn't... They're not talking about priests. Anyway... Uh, yeah, it's a bit rich, the YouTube movie. <laughs> <laughs> no, so uh, the Vatican is urging young couples, this is in the Telegraph, uh, to abstain from sex before they're married, uh, but he's getting a lot of criticism from from theolo, theolo, theologian, theologians... Sorry, theologians. Theologians, yeah, yeah who, uh, who are basically saying, look, we need to update ourselves. We, you know, people are... In uh, you know living together before they're married, this is how the world works nowadays. Yeah, can't um, afford to go out. Is that what yeah. <laughs> yeah. Just saying. that's what the, I know? Yeah, Father Alberto Maggi, uh, he says documents like this are a step backwards. Right. Uh, so it's quite. It, there's obviously a bit of a schism, and they're trying to update. But then at the same time, other people are saying, "Look, we know this is out of step, but that's kind of the point, and mm. it's good for people to get to know each other before." I- but I don't agree with that. Like this person say, uh, taking time to get to know each other before leaving to bed might avoid the incredibly high divorce rates. I don't think that that is what's causing divorce rates. I think no. the problem's coming later on, yeah. people sticking at stuff when things get a little bit tough. Well, it's interesting. I mean, there are statistics that support one view or the other, but, of course, it's quite always it's quite easy to find statistics that support your point. I, th- I, think, it's, I think it's a great, I think it's a great uh, thing. I think now incels finally have somewhere to go and have a, you know, have a <laughs> purpose the in their well, life. That was always the point but, of being a priest, wasn't it? But, yeah, but, you know, but, yeah, totally. But I remember even being a kid, my dad was quite religious, and he, you know, drilled that into our heads. And I remember asking my mom, say, did you have, did you have, sex with dad before you were married she's like of course you don't buy a car if you don't test drive it yeah, she was, yeah. and she told me this when i was like no, nine or eleven or something out, but it, i mean there is she's some gay reason. now <laughs> i don't think it would i don't think it would um sort of weigh against all the other evidence and considerations but there is definite research to suggest that if you have a number of sexual partners before you get married mm. then after the first flush the first flame or whatever of romance dies let's say three years into the relationship and you become a little bit bored and uh, with the sex you're more inclined to think that that is the point at which the relationship has run its course. That that becomes a, a calculation that you're just naturally... Because you've, you've made that calculation before. You go out with somebody for three years, two years, four years, whatever. Mm-hmm. Sooner or later, love life becomes a little bit mundane, a little bit repetitive. You think, eh, it's time to move on. And you do, and it's no big deal. Once isn't that, that just like, isn't marriage, that just delaying it? That's yeah, a little bit of no, procrastination. I don't know. This, is, this is a theory, but I do think the Catholic Church has some sort of awareness that this has been... Well, a I'm going to try it out. When I lose my virginity, I'll let you know. Well, what do you what, say? Yeah. Like, people are getting married when they're 40. You want them to, like, come on. No, like, nobody wants to deal with that. What this version over twenty-five is any of the serious problems, which are being, you know, there is massive collapse in fertility. People are marrying very much later than they used to. They don't mm. feel they can afford to have children at all. They can't afford to have a house big enough to have children in the major cities. Mm-hmm. All these kind of other problems. This isn't addressing any of them. So yeah, on on the whole, it's three 0 against the Pope. Friday's Times next, and it turns out eunuchs are a thing in Scotland, Dana. Yes, yeah, so the NHS Scotland has had to apologise for saying that eunuch should be a sexual identity. I'm a little bit confused because there's so many different situations that eunuchs come up in and reasons why people become eunuchs. Uh, I don't know how that's a sexual identity. I, and also, too... I think most of them are bad, aren't they? I mean, I don't yeah. want to be harsh, but most of them are bad. It's like, it's like either it's like not a disease good thing. or an accident. 
accident. I mean, there might be one or two people doing it as a... As a Sultans as back a, in the day with... Uh, yeah, yeah, if you were around women in yeah. the, in the or harem or I mean, whatever. Conceivably, it could be a kink, I suppose. I mean, well, I don't think that's so, the word here. It yeah. is a kink. Is it? And the right. fact that the NHS have put it on its website, uh, then... Uh, sorry, I don't want to interrupt no, the story, but then course. it went through yeah. to this page which is dedicated to it, and there are threads on... This is all through the NHS... Then talking about how giving instructions for self-castration oh by injection, goodness. all this. There are two thousand posts about how to do it. It's 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 not it's not it's not good. Then it's going through. I'm still confused about this. Like, who does this? I mean, if someone else does it to you, okay, obviously, because there are you know people with sexual violence and things like that. Or I guess yeah. the castrato, right? Yeah, that was another reason. Not that a big question in Scotland, as far as I know. No, not of course not. And I mean, well, when I start looking at it historically, I think it's really quite dangerous to do yeah. as an adult. And later on in this article, they talk about a guy who was performing these uh, castrations mm. in his basement in Finsbury Park, just yeah, up the road. he's been uh, arrested. But you know what? The, co- the Royal College of Nursing as well, they put up a thing uh, saying that they are endorsing eunuch as a gender identity. Mm. And I'm sorry, I know we disagree on this, but this is unfortunately what happens. How do you know? Well, OK, I mean, you open the door to some of this stuff and then some other stuff comes through if people aren't really, really aware. I, I don't think eunuch is a, a gender identity. Well, they're saying it is a gender identity. That's the point. It's coming <laughs> I, through official channels because they're trying to be right on and go, all right, that we got the, we, you know, we got they, them. And then this is this is the other stuff that comes through. There is kink out. Out there that is embodied within it, and they're not. Twenty years ago, there was a. It must be, it may have been even longer. I do remember though very clearly. There were there were a, a, an organisation, a society of men who uh, mutually uh, agreed with one another that they, they would get together and drive nails through one another's genitalia of an evening, mm. and, and it ended up in court as to whether or not this was whether, whether you were allowed to do it among you know. Uh, you know the only time I think adults. the only time I think that in my opinion, and this is going to sound crazy and probably the only right-wing thing you'll ever hear me say, is with, um, the, I don't, I'm sure you've heard of the group, the, the virtuous pedophiles, right? Mm. They know that they have an un, you know, natural uh, attraction towards children, right? Yeah. I mean, if they're, you know, they've, they've abstained, I mean, would, would, you, oh, would, would you, you be against castrating somebody castrated. so that they could protect a child? Yeah. I don't know. Yeah, but these people obviously have mental health issues. I mean, yeah. yeah I mean, There's not, many different I know you're situations talking about people thing. become yeah. a eunuch. But you, we yes, had yeah. our uh, dog uh, chemically castrated this week um, because we weren't sure whether it would be good How for him. Old? He's four years of age. He's not aggressive and mm. he doesn't even try and mount other dogs in the park. But when, they, when a dog is intact, as they uh, euphemistically mm. call it, they give off a sort of aroma. Their pheromones are quite powerful and that in itself provokes aggression in other dogs. So he quite often gets attacked. Uh, being a lovely apparently it's quite dangerous to do. He, they, you well, know, go on the NHS website, you get some good tips. But, you know, it, my point is, a chip, they inject it into him, it lasts for six months. That costs very nearly as much as the full surgery. So, you know, I just... Oh, God. How much does the surgery? I think it, I think it should be brought in as a. Was a, he looking for them like after the surgery? No, he's not had the surgery yet. He's just oh. got the chip so far. Okay. He doesn't even know it's happened yet. I don't think. Okay. Well, unfortunately, this is human beings. Yeah, no, so <laughs> it, but still, we could experiment. So next up, Friday's Daily Star: a territorial dispute turned ugly. Just- Yes, so this is a pensioner who is uh, protesting against his neighbours. He's saying that his neighbours built an extension. He's saying it comes two inches. They knocked down uh, the garden wall. Yeah. He's saying it's the, the new extension came over two two inches into his space. Two inches. Two inches. And he's been drilling holes holes in it. They Then the police had to... He got fined 90 quid. They um, they took away his drill. Now he's put up with these signs saying that they've stolen from him. He's an 87-year-old man. Yeah. His family's lived there 20 years. They've never had a conversation with this guy. 
He sounds like he's been holding a lot of stuff in for a yeah, long yeah, time. Yeah. He's, sort of, he's going about some cabinets they put up however long ago. Um, and like, it's, it sounds pretty sad. It sounds like he's, he's, he's uh, a, as you say, he's been dealing with some, uh, some so, Well, I believe his wife died a few years ago yeah. and this and oh, that. Poor guy. Because two inches is, I mean, objectively speaking, it's an well, it, But that's what he's saying, whether that's actually true or not. He's yeah, lonely. Yeah. yeah. You know, so, set him up with a friend, not one that you like, though, you know what I mean? Yeah, well... Um, <laughs> I don't know. He, it, it's everybody. Obviously, it's not pleasant for the family. It would be nice if well. everyone could just get along in a situation like this. <laughs> but I know people on our street actually who've fallen out over over extensions that weren't authorised, or they mm. say, of, I mean, it's usually more than two inches. It's like this block the sun out, or just change the sort of vibe in the back garden. Oh God, yeah. People can get very, you know, upset or people about in, in Chelsea building underground pools oh, and yeah. things in the construction. That was Certain a huge documentary. of my acquaintance. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Staying on property. Friday's Express as a story on new laws for landlords. Uh, yes, so new law to bar landlords from banning pets, children, and benefit claimants. Okay. So, I mean, I think it was, what was it, one in six people that uh, had to move during the, the pandemic didn't do so voluntarily. Mm. So tenants will have more power to challenge poor practice and unjustified rent increases and could also be saved this uh, expense of having to move often from one rented property to another. And I'm just really surprised that this is new yeah. and th- there's also um more ab- about the story about making sure that the house is in a safe condition a livable condition H- how is this not already in law yeah this yeah. is uh, this is all good news basically because right. it needs to be done we've got we've got 11 million people who rent in mm. this country or uh 4.4 million households or something including yourself yeah and the fact that we you know there's going to be a private renters ombudsman who's going to come along and um who can quickly resolve issues the fact that they can't uh, private tenants can't um the the uh the landlords can't just kick people out it's you know there's all of this is good stuff the only thing is that labor is saying is it should be bought in straight away because it's you know having to move house every time it's, it's expensive mm. Mm. Uh, you have to pay the deposit again can and, i just ask well, on the pets thing i know that's probably oh, yeah, not but, the most significant thing but on the pets thing is the idea that people rent a house and then get a pet without clearing it with the landlord first that might or just be, pets are just not i think allowed on the property. pets at the moment are not allowed but, but to be fair pets do cause damage and they have to be the house yeah. has to be clean regularly that's what i was thinking that's a bit different from having children or grow you know i mean there's yeah. some things that you think well you know if you want to, i mean a normal an awful lot of people are going to rent and we do want people to be able to have families so that does feel like it's a definitely problem. and i think if you know you're going to say i'm going to have a pet i think i think people should pay a little bit of a, an extra deposit just in case they don't take care of pet mess because it, it does yeah. change the property oh, it goodness. just does yeah yeah yeah. It's always the worst kind and of... And also, this is also going to help get rid of antisocial tenants as well on the other yes. flip side of the coin. So this Easy all sounds like... But as you say, it's kind of amazing this stuff hasn't been put in place before. Yeah. And the, the, you know, this country is so about owning property and, and having your own home, buying your own home. I don't know. We've, we've changed in, the, I suppose, it's 20 years or something like that. Mm. The buy-to-let thing has been enormous. I mean, it mm. probably does vary. I think London is probably a lot more of it than, than elsewhere. I don't know. But it, it's, a, it's a huge new influence. Yeah. The, the private buy-to-let landlord, you know, people with just three or four properties they refer to as their, their pension Income. or whatever, they just think of it as a little. But it's, it's really distorted the, the, the market, market yeah, you know, absolutely. I think.
It used to be a lot more people would, would rent when they left uni, first three or four years, mm. you would rent while you looked around and, you know, got your stuff together. Now, it, I think it, it extends beyond the horizon for a lot of people, this, isn't it, the this, prospect of renting? You know? This is a good start, but I do think that there should be some actual rent control and rules about percentages, about how, how much you can raise somebody's rent. Because as I mm. understand it, that's arbitrary. People can do what they like. And I mean, with this cost of living crunch, which I think will actually be a full-on recession, mm. they're going to have to do something. Something because they're going to put families at risk. Well, sounds like it sounds like a uh, plausible scenario. Part two is at an end. After the break, we have the fun stuff. Tom Hanks, Elon Musk, Josh Howe's favorite place on earth, Costco. I yes, understand. I'm but very excited. That. See you shortly. Welcome back to Headliners with me, Simon Evans, Josh Howey and Dana Alexander. So our next story, Friday's Mirror, it seems acting is not what it used to be, Dana. No, Tom Hanks said he would not take his Oscar-winning role in Philadelphia if he was offered that today. To quote him, he said, let's address this. Could a straight man do what I did in Philadelphia now? No, and rightly so. But that's a bit contradictory in itself, because mm. if you've been offered the role, mm. you could say yes, could. right? Mm. But I, I think we got to... It's interesting, because you have to look at it both ways, right? So if a gay man, or if a straight man can't play a gay man, can a gay man play mm-hmm. a straight man? But I think what it was like back in the day, like if you look at Rock Hudson, for example, he kept himself in the closet because he did want to play straight roles. And if you yeah. look at the abundance of straight roles versus gay roles, this may not be the hill you want to die on. It's a very interesting question that, you know, the kind of different representations and what acting amounts to. And there is a kind of, there's a, there's a little impulse in me that just goes, it's acting, you know, you can be whoever you want to be. Some people pretend to be aliens. Mm-hmm. But on the other hand, I suppose we, you have to register that we're maybe moving into a slightly different culture where acting means something different. No, but I also think that, they, first of all, they always say this after the fact, mate, you got your Oscar, mm. you got all the cool stuff that came with it. Of course, you're gonna, everyone always turns around after and said, oh, yeah, once you've already got all the cool stuff. But secondly, there is an argument there that him as a sort of, as this sort of straight American, all-around American guy was what made that film powerful yeah. by, and made it and, yeah, and brought the awareness. Yeah, and relatable and stuff like that. Where like, oh, wow, if the guy next door... He's got, well, he's, it's, he's it's, got AIDS. And... You're, you're quite right, because I think there are people who are discriminatory, and even just yeah. a gay man in that role would tend to switch off. But also, too, what I think is he has star power. If Tom Hanks yeah, is yeah, in a movie, yeah. he's going to get more eyes to the film. But the, this has also been um, an argument that's been happening with transgender people, right? So women playing transgender roles, cis women, that is. Uh, but the, the issue is is that it's it's this, this circle, right? So we don't have a gay somebody um, popular enough that is gay to do this. But then it's, it just keeps repeating themselves, because they never get those opportunities or that chance to become as popular, which is why there's a really good show that came out, uh, Ryan Murphy Pose. It was one of the first ones. It, it studied the uh, the gay and Latino ball scene in New York in the early 80s, and they actually used trans... It was five trans women of colour that uh, led this. One finally got an Emmy, so hopefully we can break that trend and get people in the community the type of status that can bring eyes to the project. Well, in, in the then me- what about... Sorry, do, 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 but what about Denzel Washington, who was played Macbeth recently? I mean, you could say conceivably that there were one or two black people in... in what about in Jesus? Role, you know, but yeah, well, no, exactly, of course. So if you're saying, would you now say you've got to be an Aramaic Jew to play Jesus, you've got to be 
a white man to play. I mean, there are a lot of black actors now cropping up in BBC historical dramas. One played Anne Boleyn recently. That caused a certain amount of irritation. With I'm waiting for Black Mary Poppins. Can well, you imagine the Black well, no, Mary she's Poppins? A but I'm saying, yeah, you know, right? yeah. so, um, people will still be upset. Existed, people would be so upset. Macbeth kind of existed, but it, but is obviously you know raised to a mythical level. I'm personally kind of fine with it, but I do think the flip side of that is you then go, yeah, I think a fr- I think a straight man can play a gay. Well, I'd always wanted to uh, be in Boys in the Hood. Right. If I could... As the mailman? I mean, a who's... <laughs> no, as uh, Cuba Gooding Jr. <laughs> if that's all. But I would like to say, Tom, poor old Tom Hanks is actually very limited now in his role. This yeah. is because he's going to be in the new Elvis movie. He's playing Colonel Tom Parker. Number one, he's not a colonel. Yeah. But number two, he's Tom Hanks. So he's having to accept every role now is, has to be called Tom. But then again, then, uh, then, there's, uh, then you can, go, the other, true, then you can <laughs> go to the other far side of it, like the Wayans brothers in that movie White Girls, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Which is offensive for different reasons. <laughs> Rubbish. <laughs> oh, I'm glad you said that. I tried to watch that the other. I just actually. What were you even watching? It's the high culture, and you're trying to watch that film. <laughs> what did, you, what, did your child My force wife you? Was, what? You're talking about King Richard? No. no. Sorry, no. What? What? no sorry. <laughs> The Williams, the Williams. No, no, Williams no, brothers. No, no, sorry, I missed this. White, white, uh, white, white chicks. Girls. White two, chicks. Two black guys that... Wh- and they dress up as white, white women. Girls. Oh, no. That oh. is very different. <laughs> sorry. I thought you were talking about the Williams... Now you have to, no, have to go that's check That's too high culture you. have to check out white girls. White, white chicks. <laughs> white chicks, you're right, sorry. Okay. That's very funny. Okay, give me a couple of minutes while you keep talking. King Richard. <laughs> Guardian now, Twitter is implementing a new feature, or rather, I think it's boasting that a new feature has worked. Yeah, something like that. So, obviously... Twitter, everyone calls it a toxic place, and it can be quite abusive. And they put this new feature on saying, are you sure you want to ruin that person's day or whatever? And, and, and it turns out that when you do that, out of 100 tweets, 69 still went ahead with it. Yeah. But 22, they revised it. One actually made it worse. Yeah. Um, and, <laughs> and nine were cancelled. But not only that, it had a longer-term impact on that person's, what they were tweeting. And the, those people who who decided to sort, of sort themselves out and not be as abusive wow. continued that way, which is really yeah, quite a night... Yeah, Twitter's a really hard thing. And you get, like, abuse and it's... it's it, look... I, I've had, like, proper pylons. I've had the Corbynites just come after me. Mm. It's it's nasty stuff and trying to dig out everything and just get abusive. I had different, I've had mad stuff. But, you know, even just little... It's just, it's like, come on, man. But, like, if you've got nothing to say, just... Why, why go there? I think it's I think it's great to be nice on Twitter because I think it's an excellent strategy in uh, keeping your job. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but what about the, the little prompt? So maybe mm. the uh, maybe the suggestion this works on Twitter. I've been uh, prompted twice, and both times it doesn't understand nuance. Nuance though, that's the other thing. It's not always the it's not always offensive. When no, it no. Blocks, but yeah. On both occasions when I I, I, you I, I was I was abusive. <laughs> yeah, somebody, okay. somebody had said something absolutely oh, okay. demanded yeah. abuse back, okay. and I and I was like you know, slapping them down. But the thing came up, and I was like... At first, I was like, yeah, you're damn right, I do want to say that. And then I was oh, OK, you know, and, and you similarly calm down. But my question is, could this be sort of rolled out? Could this be a way of... of uh Taking the heat out of other situations, I suppose. What in in real life, you mean? Yeah, real life or in or in other online situations. Yeah, it seems to be Twitter seems to be the particularly there's something it's about the medium, it, yeah, where it yeah. brings out the. I angle. mean, I'm just very interested. The sense that you're giving me that they have monitored the ongoing Twitter activity mm. of the individuals. It would not be impossible for them to then also come come back to those people and say. On a scale of one to ten, how angry were you? You know, uh, today, do you feel things have got better a little bit? Do you know what I mean? They have these kind of tests. It would be quite interesting to do mm. that. Just to say, if you were getting prompts every, well, I don't 
I don't know how much anger there is generally on Twitter, but you're absolutely right. It doesn't. It, it's more conducive to raising the heat, isn't it? Than... Yeah. Which the sad thing is, of course, you get out in real life and you see people, and we've seen friends uh, or like former friends or colleagues be abusive towards us, even doing this show. Yeah. And then you sort of see them in the green room, and you, all this anger is there, and then yeah. it's like you suddenly go, "Oh, that's a human being again." Well, we had one where we, we even had a misinterpretation, right, yeah, on Facebook, but, where yeah. you were like, you were being very mean. Yeah, yeah. You were being very mean. I was like, no, I'm not. you're mischaracterizing Josh in a <laughs> no, I know. I, I, got I was like, why? I was trying to be nice. This is how it is. And I, and I, but I, in, in trueness, I didn't yes. mean okay. anything, of course. Let's move on. Mail once more. Two words, Josh. Cost co. Oh, my God, I'm so excited for this story. Costco is probably one of my most favorite places in the world. So Costco is a big warehouse. Uh, you pay a special membership. Pretty much anyone can join. They say it's for people who own shops or retail or people who are self-employed or oh, it's doctors. It's, it's That's the gist of it, but it's not. that's what I always thought it was. And then I joined Bigger. about six, seven years ago. The point is you buy in bulk yep. and you, it's expensive, but the quality is amazing. Right. So you're paying, it's about £33 a year. But for that £33, what you get, the, like I said, everything you get, it's like buying home brand prices, but you, but it's like the best quality stuff. Right. And, and then it's also a wide selection. You can buy all your Christmas presents, birthday presents, everything in there as well. Oh, right. You can buy stuff. They have seasonal stuff. So they have, uh, like, if there's camping or anything that's sort of like fans at the moment. So everything there is just more expensive, but better. And the, and, and also you get this, like, I take the kids. It's like a proper day. So I, I want to get sponsored by so Costco. So is it, is it branded Costco? I mean, if you yeah, bought so it's it's branded, beans, it would yeah. be Costco tin. And some no, of, no, 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 no. Sorry, sorry. It's not branded Costco. No. But th- there is, like a this this Kirk, there, there is like a brand that they particularly use, right? But okay. everything there is just fantastic. So if you buy like a bag, but say you buy some almonds, right? Right. You buy a bag like that big, and you go, oh my god, that's like twenty quid, or that's a ridiculous amount of money. But actually, when you divide Work it all it up, it works it out to be a lot. And the quality is amazing. And it helps when you have 500 kids to feed. Well, I do have 500 <laughs> kids to feed. I know what I'm going to yes. do a you 10 kilogram. I used to when I was a kid, funny enough. And I remember the big thing in uh, Costco in Canada was all the samples, right? So they're always mm. trying to get you to try new foods. And it is, it, it's big. The guy who wrote this article, I think he clocked 2.2 miles just walking around the wow, store. Yeah, That's how are. massive it is. But we used to, yeah, we'd always have the, the wiener, the, the, the little wieners on the sticks and whatever you're trying out. You can you feed just, the family just sampling. You, you, yeah, yeah, you, you just, yeah, you just eat your way through the Costco. That, so it's great. The profits yeah. have gone up 32% in the last, in 2018 to 19. So, so it's not it's not a new American import? You've been no, it's been, I've been going for about uh, 10 years or something. Right. So it has been, but, but it is, I think, getting more popular. I think it's in, they 12, are it's in 12 countries or something like that? 12 countries around yeah. the world. So it's a, it's a, I think it's the eighth, third largest retailer in the whole world. Well, so Costco, if you're watching, Brighton is ready. Independent once again, finding the mysterious and contested origin of the pandemic that affected so many lives has been discovered, Dana. Yes, scientists may have discovered the origins of the Black Death. So researchers have said that DNA analysis and evidence from gravestone points to a specific geographical area, which is now Kyrgyzstan. Did I say it right? I think it's Kyrgyzstan, is it? Kyrgyzstan. And and dating back uh, as early as 13. 38. Mm, so, and yeah. yeah, so that's very interesting. I mean, who knows? Fit. Who knows? But you know what? They were, I was reading later and it's like, no, it was China. They detected a, a change in the genome of the disease. I don't know if that's the word, but it was, it, I mean, presumably it, it didn't just like pop into existence. It must have been a mutation of something that. Well, it was around rats and then. And then it was. Yeah, the carriers. It must have been something. It must have existed and as it. 
This is the, you know what I mean? It must yeah. have been a mutation from something. They must have, have they discovered the point. I, I do think it did originate from well, a flea or a rat. From rats, but it crossed over yeah. to the human population yeah, at yeah. that time. And that no, fleas didn't have it, though. No, no, but the rats yeah, had it, yeah. The rats yeah, had yeah, it, yeah. 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 Um, but, uh, I mean, obviously, we've got a lot of... Fleas and rats, rats and fleas, fleas and rats. That argument can go on for hours. Yeah. Kind of <laughs> but uh, <laughs> there are people out there who don't even I'd believe... I'd say a plague on both their houses. D- yeah, don't even believe it happened. And it's I, conspiracies, <laughs> black death conspiracies. Funny enough, there was a... the very one of the core anti-Semitic theories, wasn't it, that Jews were... Oh, yeah, well, because because Jews travelled or were kicked out of places or whatever. But no, it wasn't Jews, it came from Central Asia. Central Asia. (laughs) But also, 200 million people died from this, and I thought this was very interesting. The first wave further extended into a five... Hundred-year-long pandemic, uh, mask up. COVID going to last that long? It Ooh. changed the whole structure of European society. So yeah. many people died that it improved the lot of the poor because yeah. they were they now had well, jobs. There were jobs. Sixty percent of population. I mean, died. Yeah. Yeah. Huge numbers. Yeah. And I think that's why people had such a strong reaction with COVID because if you look at the history of infectious diseases. Yeah. It wasn't pretty. It's been an anti-climax, really, isn't it? There we are. Times now, and the British education system was once the envy of the world. I'm assuming this is still the case, Josh. Well, it depends where in the world you are. If you're in Africa, (laughs) and you're in the Congo, and your country has been mislabeled as... uh, Gabon, uh, which uh, that's what they... So this is on a GCSE? GCSE, GCSE yeah, in the time. So uh, the, a map of African countries was mislabeled in an exam, uh, GCSE geography exam. Not as a question. Uh, well, it was part of it because it was all to do with like, all-producing countries. Right. But supposedly like teachers went crazy when they saw this because it really confused the students because they were like, wait a minute, this doesn't, yeah, this map yeah. doesn't make sense. And this is from the largest uh, award... Organization, yeah. uh, awarding organization, uh, I think in the, the UK's largest awarding. So they've apologized, but supposedly they've been making a lot of errors. Yeah. They, you know, they've, the biggest error they ever made when it comes to Africa on a global map is they shrunk it. Yeah. I don't know if you're familiar well, with the projection. Yeah, the projection yeah, yeah. is completely off. If, any, if anybody's interested, just check it out online and see how many different countries fit into mm. Africa. I, I realized when I had a gig in Cape Town and I had to go to Johannesburg, and I looked on the map and they, the dots were almost touching. Yeah. So in my mind, on our side of the world, that's a car ride, right? Yeah, well. It's a two-hour flight. You should. Um, every, yeah. Everyone should have a globe. You've got to have a globe. Yeah, There's yeah. no way you can't work around it because you have the other projection that shows you the correct size, mm-hmm. but then it distorts the shapes, right? It, you know, yeah. So no way but but it. sometimes you say that, but then you have, like, the legend will tell you, oh, in actuality, Greenland yeah, yeah. and South America, even though they look the same size, South America's nine times larger. You can get That's the ones crazy. that look like orange peel. But anyway, Friday's Metro next, just when you think school dinners can't get any worse, Dana. Ooh. Oh, my gosh, this is insane. So, yeah, a dozen school children drank floor sealant uh, that they believe was milk on uh, Tuesday <laughs> while it's summer child Sounds care like program. From the I'm like, yeah. I'm just like, how do you, as a kid even, and I'm just like, how do you continue that? But in my, and then my, I'm like, how, why is the sealant in the fridge? There's so many questions around yeah. this. You should have a separate fridge for sealants. Again, yeah. the Jews were ahead of us. <laughs> <laughs> the, the, the kosher sealant. The kosher sealant, yeah. What, 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 is, what has got, I mean, is, 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 has it killed them? Is it? No, it one hasn't. Kid was, one kid was sick and then two kids got medical treatment. But I think what happened was is that there was a surplus of it and there's some empty containers and they just used the containers to, uh, for the overspill and yeah. then they didn't you know label them or take them out yeah. and yeah this and this is not good this is in alaska hmm. you said that right oh yeah uh it is horrible and it's not the only time it's happened uh another incident in march had jersey. 25 yeah kindergarten students yeah in new jersey um the hospitalized they ingested 
sanitizer. Was it alcohol-based? Could you imagine a bunch of drunk little you kids? Would, that would get close to your nose and you would go... You know, you think, like, how do you get that in your mouth? Yeah, But I find milk disgusting, so I, I kind of almost hold my nose anyway. So you add a little sealant to it just uh, yeah, to just, uh, uh, make it top it up, yeah. <laughs> Mirror now. Frankly, this is one of the great debates of our time. Inform us of its magnitude. Sure. So this happened on Mumsnet. I uh, right. love, love a bit of Mumsnet. Yeah. And a woman sparks an amusing debate, according to the Mirror, uh, over whether pets should see you naked. Um, this, uh, this, this is Dottie Potter. Is her username. Uh, I was talking to a friend about sleeping with nothing on in the hot weather. She said she wouldn't do it because the cat would come in and see her naked. Yeah. Uh, and you know what? I think I'm maybe, in some cases, if it was me, I'd be more worried about what the cat wants to see. But, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. but you know what? You say that, but I do something even weirder, okay? So you know when you're, like, in Edinburgh, right? Yeah. And you have, like, all the comics posters, oh, like, yeah. on the inside of the toilet as you're sitting down oh, you and know, you know yeah, the yeah. person. Yeah. I cover their eyes. Yeah. It really bothers me. Like, I, <laughs> I know it's just a poster, but I'm like, I can't do this. That's the stand-up equivalent of Equus. Do you know that play that the no. The horses because they 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 he's a stable boy and he has sex with in the stable and then he goes. What, what, oh, wow. I, I want to see your memory. bookshelf, yeah, Simon. Yeah. Oh, no, it's a big play. Yeah. Yeah. Amadeus, I think. Yeah. Okay. But someone, yeah, one, of, one of the users says it's an act of animal cruelty to see. You know, obviously, that depends yeah. on how out of shape you Was are. Was that the one with yeah, Salieri yeah. going crazy? Yeah, 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 yeah that okay. One, yeah. I mean, there is. There's a slightly more. There's. I'm, I think other people have spoken about. Um, you know, your dog watching you have sex. I mean, that is a thing, isn't it? When if the, you, Do you think that's not right, is it? There's, there are limits to what you can... I think just nakedness we have is all... kind of fine. But I do feel it's weird if your parents... If your the parents... <laughs> one, one, one your time pets a, are aware. One time a Pomeranian I didn't know saw it. I, <laughs> <laughs> is that why you neutered your dog? Well... Is that, it's, the full story's coming out now. A lot of testosterone <laughs> in that house. There can be only one. This last one is about the internet and beavers, Dana. Oh, oh. Canada. Canadians yeah. lost internet for about eight hours because of a beaver, eh? So I guess... <laughs> <laughs> this isn't the first time this happens. There's all kinds of wild animals in Canada, I'll tell you this. So, yeah. yeah. So, basically, they lost internet because a little beaver uh, chewed, through. Chewed, through, chewed through one of the... And it's not yeah. the first time that it's happened. It doesn't happen Well, they only often. have one major cable throughout the whole of Canada? Is that how Well, the, in northern BC, I think, okay. it's quite rural, so they yeah. don't have... And, I mean, they found it within, I mean, eight hours. Oh, we found it. There it is, right over there. Bless. But, uh, no, there's all kinds of interesting stories about wildlife doing wild stuff in uh, Canada. I remember when I lived in Vancouver, there's a whole story about Luna, the whale, who was, like, swimming next to people's houseboats and messing them up sadly she ended up in a ship propeller she's no longer with us but yeah, yeah it's it, there's the all moose, you know, of course you can't, moose, you can't underestimate oh, the moose the amount of stories i've heard of comics hitting moose and all kinds of oh, things yeah. like on the, the road is vast isn't it people have no idea how you know the worst like part, an elephant that the worst part about it is if you hit a moose is you hope it dies because if yeah. it doesn't i heard a story of two guys they had to finish the job and they had a shovel in the back and they oh, literally God. it winded them like 20 it's strikes the they, yeah they had to beat it to death they had to beat it to death yeah now the, the loose so yeah okay, oh canada folks, that's all we have time for thank you very much to our canadian correspondent David <laughs> <Alrighty>. <laughs> i have been simon evans we move into the weekend tomorrow night uh, mark donald will be here it's been a pleasure thank you very much good night Thanks for listening to Headliners, the podcast. Don't forget to subscribe so you'll never miss an episode again. And if you enjoyed it, leave me a nice comment. Speak to you at the same time tomorrow for the paper review that's never boring.